When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Boston Bruins we knew weren't winning the cup this year. About two months ago, they got embarrassed by the Panthers. So what happens? Well, old friend Bruce Cassidy and the Vegas Golden Knights kind of humble the Panthers and put an end to their Cinderella run. And they are the 2023 Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, and they were certainly one of the most complete teams in the NHL all year. Obviously started out really hot, just like the Bruins. If you you know think back to that matchup they had at the Garden, they were like the two best teams in the, in the NHL at that point. And then Vegas had a bunch of injuries in the middle of the season that they had to deal with and, you know, dropped off a little bit. They weren't in first anymore. And then they finished strong and ended up being the number one seed in the West. And it was, it kind of felt like they were almost flying under the rate, like their strong finish almost kind of flew under the radar. Cause it was like, everyone's talking about how strong Edmonton finished. Colorado seemed to start turning it on defending cup champs. Uh, Dallas, you know, was strong all year. And it, it felt like Vegas was almost being overlooked a little bit. And then they kind of just cruised through the playoffs. They never even went to a seventh game. Six losses total, win the cup final in five games. And, you know, did it in pretty dominant fashion. Had some real blowouts in the Stanley Cup final. And, you know, we find out that the Panthers were, were pretty banged up. Had, you know, like a lot of teams had a laundry list of injuries. Aaron Eckblad with a broken foot, two separated shoulders. Matthew Kachuk obviously missed game five with a broken sternum that he actually tried to play through in game four, which is just crazy. Um, so Panthers clearly ran out of steam, but you know, all the credit in the world to Vegas, like their, their top player stepped up. Aiden Hill was awesome. Goal. Jack Eichel was incredible. Jonathan March is so, was on fire for like the last three rounds. Um, Mark Stone, like just on down the line, Petrangelo in defense, really good, really deep team. And obviously Bruce Cassidy was exactly the coach that they needed. You know, Mark Stone said after the game that he brought an intensity to our locker room that, that we probably needed. And that was a team that missed the playoffs last year in very disappointing fashion. Um, and, you know, bounce back they've been a perennial playoff team before last season and they they bounce back and get it done and win the franchise's first cup and you know bruce cassidy's the the hero there now and uh obviously fans around here now look at it and you go gee you know kind of kind of wish he was doing that with the bruins yeah no it it came full circle for bruce cassidy in a good way um he ended up falling short in 2019 with the Bruins cut blindsided by the firing. And apparently Vegas was just one Bruce Cassidy away from winning the Stanley cup. And it, those comments that were made after the game about Cassidy and like the fire that he brought, it's kind of, you kind of think of it in stark contrast to Montgomery style, which was like, we've mentioned kind of more understated and, 
like nice and like calm. And then Cassidy's approach was always, uh, he's passionate about it. So if he, if you made him angry, he might say something like it was just cause he really cared. Um, and it worked in Vegas. And I've heard our talk shows over the past few days mentioning how, you know, why couldn't the Bruins veteran players or whomever on the, on the Bruins roster handle that kind of a coach. Um, it's, it's definitely, you almost could just tell Bruce Cassidy, like without, without doing it, it was like middle fingers to, to Sweeney um, because he wins. Uh, and he said it was the best thing, probably the best thing that ever happened to him was getting fired by the Bruins. So, and it's hard to argue. I mean, not every day do you have a chance to win a Stanley cup. He missed out on his first opportunity and he gets it with Vegas. So. Yeah. You know, the, I, maybe like a middle finger to Sweeney, but also possibly a middle finger to players who, mm-hmm. who, you know, weren't happy with them and possibly wanted them out. And, you know, to push back on like one of the narratives, which is like the idea that, you know, Bergeron wanted them out or like veterans, like I think the veterans could handle it. I, I don't think Bergeron personally had problems with Bruce Cassidy. I think it's other guys on the roster who did. And Bergeron's going to side with the players. And so I think there were times where, you know, he had to stand up to Cassie a little and, and tell him to back off. And we heard some of those stories, right? I think, I think it was Greg Hill on, on EI who reported last year or maybe the year before, but I think it was early last season that like Cassidy was getting on Grizzly card and Bergeron had to kind of step in and say like, yeah, okay, we got it. Like point made. That's enough. Um, you know, we it's all ground we've covered, but I think it's entirely possible for like all of the following to be true that Bruce Cassidy is a great coach and was a great coach in Boston. And also that, you know, it could might have just been time for a change. Like that happens. And especially with a coach like that who is more intense and is more critical and you know will not so much not really rip players in the media, but criticize players publicly that kind of style can wear on, on players and on teams. And he was here for six years. Like that's, I mentioned on the last podcast, but that's pretty long in the hockey world to last six years with one team, because right now there's only three coaches in the NHL who have even been with their team longer than five years. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a shelf life. And by the way, like if Bruce Cassidy coached Vegas, the exact same way that he coached in Boston, there would be a shelf life there too. Obviously not right now because they just won the cup, but four or five years from now, like it could happen there as well. And, you know, by the way, Bruce Cassidy has talked throughout this season about how he has changed and adapted as a coach and taken lessons that he learned with the Bruins and and things he learned on his way out that he's changed. So it's not, he has not been the exact same coach. He certainly has kept a lot of the same things and same approach the way that he did in Boston. He's, you know, he didn't walk into Vegas and suddenly he's, you know, everyone's friend and he's going easy on people like that didn't happen. But I think he probably did change some things about being clearer with his communication. Um, You know, one thing that like we heard from Bruins this year is like with Montgomery, there was no gray area. Like you knew exactly where you stood and why you stood there. And I think with Cassidy, with some guys, they felt like, they didn't know exactly where they stood. They didn't know exactly why they were there or what they had to do to get back. 
And, you know, I bet that's probably something that he's in, improved. So Bridget and Scott, if I end up lagging here or cutting out, just shoot me a text or in the chat, but just building off of what you guys are talking about the um, for me, it's not a, it's not even a Bruce Cassidy issue or, or Don Sweeney issue. To me, it's a player's issue. Like I, I firmly believe that last year when they lost to Carolina, Bruce Cassidy was not the reason that they lost. And I felt at the time that they fired a, a guy who did his job as well as anybody on that team in Bruce Cassidy. And I do think he was a bit of a scapegoat. And all I can tell you is that while, yes, I acknowledge maybe his message grew stale and I acknowledge that he wasn't a popular guy in the room. Like I said, last episode, my question is like, like, okay, so yeah, it was time for a change, but why was the change necessary? Not because he wasn't a good coach. It's because the players, the players just, they, they just don't have that maturity. I don't think up and down the lineup. I mean, certainly like the veterans do, but yeah, all I know is the Bruins players got their wish. Cat, big bad Cassidy was gone and they were, they were bouncing the first round this year. So for me, it's a player issue. And there's something off in that in that room where they just they don't have clutch genes. And they and Scott, you mentioned like Bergeron may not have wanted Cassidy gone, but like he didn't stick up for, for Cassidy, right? Like he, he he you said it, he took the player's side. And while that's not him damning Cassidy, he didn't help keep him around, right? Because Bergeron it's so I don't know. It, to me, it's, it's all in the players, and and they need they need an attitude adjustment because they got their wish. They got they got the lovey dovey, friendly players coach and Jim Montgomery, and the result was no better. And to me, it falls in the players. So, and like I'm not saying Cassidy being here for the next ten years would have made them a cup champion either. I think I think it's a player personnel issue. Like there's something off with this team intangibly. It's just the proof is in the pudding, and that's all I can really say about that for now. So I'm really happy for Cassidy, but. To me, it's not even about if he was still here. There, there's some if he if he coaches Bruins team this year, they probably still would have found a way to lose because there's something off with these players. It's just the mix just hasn't been hasn't been a championship mix for quite some time, once in fifty years. So, yeah. And and to talk a little bit, I just felt like there was so much irony in this Stanley Cup for the as it relates to the Bruins in Vegas and Florida because all of this drama is kind of connected to all three teams because it turns out that a bunch of the Florida guys were hurt in the Bruins series, which, so the Bruins wore them down. And by the time they played against Vegas, they didn't, they didn't have a healthy um, lineup. So the Bruins almost helped Vegas out in that way that they wore down the Panthers by the time they got there. Um, they weren't, they weren't the healthier team. Kachuk got hurt or, uh, after the Bruins series, right? He got hurt. Was he, did he originally that, get hurt? It was that during injury? the cup final. It was yeah, during that's what, game three. Yeah. So he got hurt by Vegas, but some of the other guys were playing with injuries that they sustained against Boston. Yeah. And that's, that's another part of like, that's part of the story of who wins the cup every year. We, you know, there's a reason we call it a war of attrition. Like by and large, it is, you know, if you get enough injuries, like you don't have a chance. And Florida did. I don't think Florida would have beat Vegas, even if they were relatively healthy, but they clearly weren't like Ekblad playing through everything he played. You could tell he wasn't as effective, certainly in the final, like they dominated, right. They dominated Toronto and Carolina so much that you really didn't notice if anyone was banged up. It was like, they just steamrolled them, but certainly in the cup final, like you noticed that Ekblad wasn't as effective. Brandon Montour was a lot more quiet than 
he had been certainly against the Bruins, but even in the second round. And he was another guy who was injured. Um, obviously, Kachuk the last two games, basically, you know, being very limited in game four and then not playing at all. Game five, like, yeah, at some point that just piles up. And that's another thing Like, I come back to with the Bruins. And we've said it, I've said it before, we've said it before, like, they still should have closed out Florida no matter, no matter what. You're up 3-1. They should have finished that series no matter what their injury situation was. But I do kind of wonder, like, would they have even been able to hold up for a cup run? Because Bergeron's dealing with a sports hern, dealing with a, you know, a herniated disc in his back. Krejci's dealing with whatever. Allmark has the hip thing ongoing. Like maybe Swayman just takes the job and, and runs with it the rest of the way. Lindholm with the foot. Like, you know, they very well could have been in the same position where they're just wearing down as the playoffs go on. And I know people hear that and think, oh, it's an excuse. I'm not saying it's it's an excuse for losing to Florida. They should have finished that series off. I'm saying that, you know, even if they get by Florida, there's no guarantee that they're in the cup final or they're winning the cup because they could have just as easily been the team that was just so injured that, you know, that they wear down like the Panthers did. Um, and we've seen that with the Bruins in the playoffs before. And, like, I don't know if that's – is it bad luck? Is it a toughness thing? Is it the fact that they're in – you know, they have some older players, especially in the case of like Bergeron and Krejci. Like, why do the Bruins always seem to be injured at the end of the year and into the playoffs and lose key players? I don't know. Like, I'm sure, you know, they've tried to find an answer. They've tried to build maximum depth, depth to overcome it. And obviously it didn't work this year. They were as deep as any team and they still lost in the first round. So, um, yeah, I mean, you look at Vegas, like I know they had their injuries too, but for the most part, they got to the finish line fairly healthy. I mean, Phil Kessel comes out of the lineup as a healthy scratch in the first round. He's their 13th forward, and they didn't need him the final three rounds. He didn't get back into the lineup. They rolled out the same 12 forwards. Like, that's almost unheard of, you know? Another, so, Bruin, another Bruins connection there. Yeah, basically the same same six defensemen every game. Like for the most part, Vegas had its lineup, and I'm sure guys were banged up, but there weren't any real serious injuries, and like that's a factor too. Yeah, and one way to prevent injuries is by closing out series that you're supposed to win when you're supposed to win them, right? Yep. So it's like, you know, the, if the Bruins like the Bruins could have beat that Florida team in five games on that Marshan breakaway. Like if that's the case, you're resting up for a week before Toronto and, and, and whatever. But yeah, I mean, Vegas had their injuries too. And, and I'm sure there's going to be injuries that won't even come out because they won the cup and they're not going to, I mean, they're, they're fighting through stuff too, but, and, and I know you said, you said as much, but for me, it's just like, what really pisses me off is that, is that the Florida Panthers were able to look like Brandon Montour, the Bruins made him look like Bobby Orr. And they made Matthew Kachuk look like Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux. And and the Bruins made an eight seed, which is what they were. They made an eight seed start this miraculous Cinderella run at the Bruins' expense. When in reality, the Bruins should have been doing what Vegas did, which is make Florida look like an eighth seed. I mean, I'm watching that game, that game, that game five. And I know the game was over halfway through, but it's like, it's like you're just watching it nine to three. Nine to three, and it's and you're, I'm watching, 
you know, Mahara and, and Forsling and Gudis, like, like they're, they're, they can't even keep up with, with Vegas. And it's like, Vegas isn't, <laughs> they're not like that fast of a team. Like they're, they're, they're all around strong, but like, they just made them look like a JV hockey team out there. And I'm, and it's like, really, this is the team that, that the Bruins not only lost to, but relinquished a three, one series lead and multiple third period leads in those final closeout games that they should be embarrassed of themselves and ashamed of themselves. I mean, and, and, and to the whole injury point, it's like, it was the first round. Like they didn't even have an opportunity to have to have them start piling up. The only injuries that we really know of are Bergeron and Lindholm that we knew about going into this, into the series. And, we can talk about if they mismanage those or not, but whatever that like the Bruins were more or less healthy. And and when you look back at the Bruins team, like David Pasternak had a, he was quiet through the first five games, but, but, but at least with Pasternak, you can sit there and say he scored two go ahead goals in the third period of both games, six and seven that could have iced the series. So I'm not even going to begrudge Pasternak's series, even though he had a couple of quiet games in the middle there. Like, he 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 finished the series, I think, with four goals, and and as I, as I just mentioned, two of those could have been series winners had the Bruins held on. Um, but like the, the rest of the Bruins, like like McAvoy was not what he needed to be. Bergeron and the games that he played, you know, whatever, just wasn't. I mean, whatever. Marshan wasn't wasn't phenomenal. Um, the and the I will, Bruins. I will felt- say the other the other injury was all Mark that. We're not a hundred percent sure, like what the extent of it was, right. but that was that that one injury had a big effect on the outcome of it, the series. Which is which is fair, but it's like to, to the conversations we've had in the past. When you, well, why is that even? Why is that even an issue? If 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 a goal if if your goalie is unhealthy, but you have another goalie that you've ridden all season just as much about, like why like why why are we playing the guy that's hurt? But that's yeah. a different conversation. Yeah. But the the last thing I'll say is just like what again what annoys me about this Bruins team is like the best forward for the Bruins in that playoff series was a guy that they didn't have until the last month of the season, Tyler Bertuzzi. So it's just like I'm just really pissed off about about this team. Like like they they get everything that they want, they get the coach they want he gets the best out of everybody go all season. The big bad Cassidy has gone. And you know what? The players just yet again, they just choke it away. And you can sit there and say, uh, you know, Brian's being a Debbie downer. Well, guess what? Like, give me a reason to be optimistic about this team. Like they deserve it. And, 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 and if you don't criticize this team after this year and, and watch how Vegas like recognize that they needed, uh, you know, some structure and some accountability as in a coach, not that Jim Montgomery doesn't provide those things, but like, I just can't stand when people are like they just never criticize the Bruins for just because like they they have their black and gold glasses on like like recognize that the team in front of you that you cheer for failed and that there's no excuse for what happened and stop trying to like you know I just I just don't like when people are just like let the players off because guess what coaches get fired GMs get fired like fans pay all the money like to go to these games and, and the players are all, ah, they tried Brian. They tried like, you know, you don't know what it's like. Brian, you know, you they know had fun. They had fun during the regular season. There's just, there's way too many, like there's, there's just way too many. Like I'm not somebody who just wants to criticize players for no reason. Like when they deserve to be criticized, people need to be criticized them and, and address what, what happened. And like, I don't know. It's like there's the whole Bruce Cassidy narrative the last few weeks. It's like, I basically what you see online for the most part and here on radio is like, it's like you have people sitting there saying, good for Bruce, good coach, but change was needed. Like, yeah, change was needed because the Bruins players are soft as that's, shit. That's, that's why. not what the radio has been saying, but sure. Yeah, no, but, that, that's online. Radio has by and large just been ripping like, the Bruins to shreds. 